and welcome back, my faithfully-led tribe. It is I, your faithfully-led host, Sean Romero, coming back to you with another outstanding fire episode. You know, this person, I've been trying to get this person on for a long time now. This has been a been a quite a quite a making i'm telling you right now but before we get into this why don't you go ahead and hit the like and subscribe button especially if you're on itunes because this helps out the ministry it helps out the show it gets the word out there because you just never know who needs to hear this message and this is a very important message especially the time that we're in and uh this is huge so today i have miss abigail sinclair abigail sinclair is the owner and founder of the human resources network and is helping aspiring speakers speakers and entrepreneurs and let me tell you something she's got it all together she actually just hit 10 different income streams and i was like super stoked about it i was like hey come on man you gotta let me in let me know what's going on so but especially now what's going on today with how we're all just indoors now we're gonna have to have this new normal where this is gonna be a new normal now and um you know this is gonna be a very important message that you guys have to hear so without further ado miss abigail sinclair welcome to the show how are you Hi, Sean. Thank you so much for having me. And um, I'm doing really great. Uh, Sunday usually is my day of rest, much like you, but, you know, desperate times call for creative measures. And I really had to get on the show because we really have been trying to get this done <laughs> for quite a while. Yeah. I, and, you know, I like that. I like that. You know, desperate times call for, you know, uh, incredible measures. I like that. I like that for creative measures. I like that. That's awesome. So, you know, Abigail, go ahead and just describe a little bit, you know, who you are, your background and stuff like that, and you know, what it is that you do. Sure, so, um, you know, I've been an entrepreneur for practically like 10 years going on it now. And um, when I first started, I was a virtual assistant. And so basically I took all of my knowledge and skills from the corporate world and brought it to the forefront of creating a business. And so um, that is pretty much what I've been doing, you know, for the past seven years seven, eight, nine, 10. Yeah. About seven years. And, um, during that time, I also built up, uh, other streams of income. Like you mentioned, um, I just hit my 10th this uh, past month. And something I want to mention about that is not only did I hit the 10, but I created four of them this year. So for anyone who's looking, you know, who's really looking at creating streams of income, like you can do it at any time and it doesn't matter. Like, you know, it's, it's just doing it, just jumping and getting in the fire and starting it. So, yeah, that's, you know, that's, you know, that's a big deal because especially 2020, I mean, you see all the memes for 2020 outs already. You know what I mean? So I saw one today, a kid coming out of a, you know, 2020 was a slide. You see a kid coming out with a cheese grater, you know, at the bottom, oh my God. you know, it's, it's one of those things, but you know, so that's, that's very incredible to be able to do that having four, you know, in this year, basically that's one a month, really, if you're, if you're looking at it that way, you know, and uh, that's incredible because again, the traditional method of making money has always been, Hey, you go to school, go to, you know, get your degree, go to work for a company for 20 something years, you know, you get the gold watch and call it a day. And then, you know, you could do something else later on if you want to, you know, or you, or you like, you know, retired to like West Palm beach, you know, or something like that. You know what I mean? But you know, that's not the way it is today. It's not the way it is today. So how did you, your very first entrepreneurial business, you know, what was that like? Because I'm pretty sure, cause right now there's going to be a lot of people who were just starting out. They don't know, they don't know what to do, you know? So your let's, let's take your very first venture and how did that come about and what did you do to make that successful? Yeah. So, um, you know, the first one was really honestly a lot of me failing and learning and failing and learning and not giving up. Um, so the first thing I have to say is like, it's probably not going to go as planned. Uh, nothing really ever does, right? Mm -hmm. But it's important to keep going and to learn how to pivot quickly and adjust because in today's world, things change really quick as we've seen with the corona um, you know, virus hitting everything. Like it changed almost overnight, right? right. And you know, that's, that's the biggest thing is be prepared. <laughs> and it, you're not going to create, you know, a six figure business in overnight either. So I know there's a lot of posts and a lot of misinformation out there about that. So also just be really realistic about what you can really get done and financially putting realistic goals as well. So that would be the first thing I would suggest. Um, 
and even more so, um, make sure you create a separate checking account. <laughs> I didn't, and it really, it was hard because first off, I didn't really see, it's really cool to watch your money grow because it shows you you're doing the right things, right? Um, but when it's all combined and together, it's hard to keep it organized and it's hard to keep business expenses and personal expenses and things like that separate. So um, I really highly recommend doing that out of the gate. Um, and also, so you guys know, it doesn't even take any money to start a business. When I started the virtual assistant business, I got a free website on Weebly and went from there. So like my, and like I didn't have to pay for anything to get started. And then I just built relationships using Facebook, which I've used exclusively during my entire career as being an entrepreneur so far. That's okay. So, you know, you said Weebly, so I'm not sure that anybody understands it. So what was that? Because you said you became a virtual assistant. So, because there might be people out there who are, working in the assistant field, you know what I mean? Who were assistants, whatever. So describe that a little bit. Tell us a little bit more about that. Sure. So um, a virtual assistant is really taking anything you've learned in the corporate world. So for me, um, I did a lot of like data entry. I had graphic design experience. Um, I had social media experience. And so I just basically took those elements and started offering small business owners and other entrepreneurs um, hourly packages, including those types of services. So what's really cool about being an entrepreneur, no matter what field you decide to go into, is it plays on what you already have knowledge and skills in. So you're not necessarily having to learn anything new unless you want to learn something new. So, you know, keep that part in mind. But um, yeah, so I would offer basically like if you need a newsletter created, I could create the newsletter for you, send it out to your mailing list. If you need a banner created or a logo created, I would do that. Um, any kind of data entry. So like right now I'm working on an a, um, Excel list for someone's active campaign, which is a mailing list service. It's a lot more than that, but that's kind of the beginning of it. And just like going through and making sure like she doesn't have any duplicates and like it's just a lot of tedious type of work. Um, but it was really all I had to go on when I first started. And so like, whatever you have, use it, whatever that is. Yeah. That's great advice. Right. Really. Cause like use what you have. And I always tell, you know, and it's, people ask about this all the time and, you know, especially being faith and stuff like that, you know, God already gives you everything that you need to succeed. You know, you don't really have to really think outside the box. Sometimes when you need that extra training, it's just to develop whatever has been put inside you. You know, mm -hmm. like I, I give the you know analogy because when I first started in the military, my whole goal was to be a fighter pilot. I wanted to be like Tom Cruise, Top Gun. That was, that was what I was going to do. But little did I realize, you know, after a while, I realized that that's, I wasn't cut out to be a fighter pilot. It wasn't, that wasn't my goal. That wasn't what God had for me anyway. You know, and I was a much better aircraft mechanic. And, you know, even though I became a pilot, I'm a licensed pilot and I'm a licensed drone pilot and stuff. You know, that type of flying is different than, you know, flying a fighter at 450 miles an hour, you know, trying to put, you know, warheads on foreheads in, a, in bad guy country there, you know? So, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's important to really do you know, what you know, and, and, and to stay what you know, because there are a lot of misinformation out there where, you know, hey, you get this in a month, you could be making five figures. And in a month, I made this, that and the third. And that's, that's great. But, you know, what are some of the steps that people can take whatever they have now, like, you know, making lists, um, and, and also really what I like to touch on like what I want your, you know, opinion on is, you know, really treating it like a real business, because mm -hmm. people tend to think that, this is, they think of multi-level marketing, which, you know, and I'm not knocking that because I think that's a great business plan how it is, but you have to treat it as a real business and nobody really does because they think of the brick and mortar type business and all that other stuff. So what is your advice when it comes to certain things like that? Yeah. So the first thing is, um, you have to keep a schedule. Mm -hmm. The schedule doesn't need to be eight to five, but you need to keep some type of schedule. Otherwise, the day will pass you and you won't get anything done. And like, luckily for me, I've always been super organized. Um, it's like one of my superpowers that uh, God gave me or, you know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, you just really, really stay organized. And so something I recommend when you're starting is like, first off is creating a really good, it, and you could do both, but I have like a really good night routine 
because my night routine sets me up for the next day. So I don't necessarily need also a morning routine, if that makes sense. Like right. I'm the kind of person when I wake up, I am ready to go. Like I don't need time to wake up. Like my brain's just already there. Um, and so like my night routine is like meditation. I'm making my schedule for the next day. And when it comes to the schedule, I found that I work best in like an hour block. So I literally, everything in my calendar is one hour block. So if I have a client, I work one hour for them. If I have my HNC stuff, I work one hour for that. And then I realize that I work best in four hour increments and then a break. So I take an hour long break as well. Like, you know, in corporate world, you get like 15 minute breaks and like half an hour or if you're lucky you might get an hour but you have to remember we have so much freedom in our day-to-day businesses as entrepreneurs that literally any schedule you want you can create and so for me like i like to sleep in if i don't have to be up at 9 a.m i won't be i will be asleep until 10 or 11 it doesn't matter (laughs) um but i stay up a lot later so like i i don't go to bed until 1 a.m 2 a.m because that's my natural rhythm So it's really understanding like what your rhythm is and playing to the strengths of that and making sure that you have a schedule and you know what you're trying to accomplish. I say like those are the most four important things to start with. Right. I, you know, and discipline and all that falls into your discipline, you know, that, that if you want to use it in a different term, you know, that discipline and, and people tend to, I think when people hear the word discipline, there's gets a really weird connotation with the word, you know what I mean? And you hear like people see it there and say, Hey, you're in the military. You're, you're disciplined with this. Nah, man, let me tell you something, man. You know, when I took that uniform off, that 0600 stuff was out the door. All right. Unless I had to, you know, and a lot of times I'm up at that time anyway, because of the kids, I got to get ready. You know, I got to build their day before, you know, as I'm starting mine, you know, so that way I can get them out the door, get them ready for school, all that stuff. And, you know, now they're homeschooled, a little bit more lax, but still I'm up before them. So that way I can get them all started on their day. So, you know, that's really important. So what do you think about discipline? Like, how do you tell someone to be disciplined, you know, and, and how do you help them shape that discipline really? Yeah. So that's a really great question. And you have to change the meaning of words sometimes. So like you said, discipline has such a negative connotation to it. Everyone's like, uh, that doesn't sound like fun, (laughs) (laughs) but you have to change it. You have to be like, this is an opportunity. Like this is something that's going to help me grow. And really that's where you have to focus. If you have a negative connotation to anything in your life and you, and you start becoming aware of that and you see it more often, it's going to be more triggering. So that's right there is saying, Hey, it's time to reword this for you. And that's the thing is people look at the discipline and they're like, Oh, I have to do this at this time. I have to do this at that time. But it's actually, it's good because eventually what you're doing is you're creating these habits and over time it's going to compound where it's not even a thought. It's not even discipline anymore. It just is. And it actually simplifies your life because it takes all the pressure and the stress off of remembering what you have to do because it's just natural at that time. So working the system, whatever that system is for you until it becomes natural and becomes a habit that you just do. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, when, again, kind of going back to my days in the military, you know, we had, you know, we had our time, we had our briefing in the morning and then we kind of had to discipline ourselves to, Hey, get to the jet. You know, we know that at nine 30, the pilots are going to be walking to the airplane. They're going to step to the airplane, you know, for a 10 30 takeoff. We know that we have to get to the jet before then. So we'll give ourselves enough time to say, Hey, if this jet needs X amount of servicing, we have to do this. We have to do that. We have to give us our, our time. And then we have to be disciplined in that, you know, and really kind of make it that sort of like a, a challenge, if you will. You know, some people have to be challenged. Some people have to need that. They, they need that tangible thing because if they're not, then they're like, all right, well, what, what am I doing this for? You know, so, you know, what are some of the things that maybe you can, that you can share that, because I, I don't know if that's if that's you if that you need to do that that challenge that you know that that instant you know what are some of the things that you do to kind of like maybe play on that you know what I mean to really kind of you know make yourself think like all right yeah if I do this yeah I get that extra beer at the end of the day you know what I mean or something you know but uh, yeah. you know, what what do you do 
Yeah, so actually this would be a good opportunity for me to bring up one of the streams of income that I have. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> Woohoo! And if you would like, I can list all of them at some point during this this conversation. Yes, we are going to list all of them. Absolutely. Because we want I, I want everyone to understand that listen, this is gonna be this is the new normal. We gotta think outside the box. And if you don't and if you know, again, in the military we 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 had a saying it said, you know, you go by the book, you know what I mean? It it you do the <laughs> My, my friend Tom Capito, he always told me this. He said, there's a right way of doing things, and then there's the right way of doing things. You know, there's a right way you're doing it exactly by the book, but then there's the right way because you learn by experience and know how to kind of use that book to your benefit. So, yes. So, let's go ahead and go into that. What's that? Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off, so go ahead. You're totally fine. Um, so one of the in a, one of the streams I have is I've created what I call the signature virtual bujos. And a bujo is short for the words uh, bullet journal. And a bullet journal is basically, how do I say? So you've heard of like a daily planner, right? Everyone knows what that is. So a bujo is basically a daily planner that you've customized to your own life. And so it helps you keep all of the parts of your life in order. And what I've done is I've taken this idea of a Bujo and I've turned it into something virtual where you use it inside an Excel sheet. And so not only do you track your own life and your personal needs, you also track your business needs, you track your health and diet, exercise, spirituality, religious, whatever it is that you have going on. And that way you have one place to go and see what you need to be doing in all those parts of your life. And so that in itself has enabled me to create what I call personal challenges. And what I mean by that is, for example, you know, I need to grow my directory, right? That's without the directory, there's, there's no business. Right, right. And right. so every day I have a goal of messaging 10 new people about my directory and just saying, Hey, you know, here's what I'm doing. Or if I have people who are interested in my posts, I message them or I follow up with people until I get them to sign up. And that's how, that's like one of my goals is like, every week I want to send 10 messages every day, Monday through Friday. And so that's, you know, I have a goal inside my Bujo and it keeps track of this. And so if I'm falling short, it shows me how many I'm down and how many I need to get up to get caught up. Right. And so having those visual representations of the goals that you have set, I think is really great. And having a place to have the goals like the Bujo or a daily planner, if you're a paper person, that's totally fine. Mm -hmm. But somewhere where you're actually writing down and recording things you want to complete on an annual basis, a quarterly basis, a monthly basis, and no joke, a weekly and a daily basis. Because all of those steps lead into success and compounding over time. Sure. Absolutely. I, that completely makes absolute complete sense because, you know, you can't have the bigger picture without having doing the little things, you know, now, you know, so mm -hmm. that's, that's absolutely, I, I'm all about that. I'm all about the little things really, you know, to kind of checking those little things out because those little things compound, you know, into big things. And that's what, you know, when I was flying, it's called crew resource management because you're managing every little thing and you're re managing that resource. So you, you kind of look at that. So, so let's go into some of the stuff that you do now. So you got this, you got the Bujo and then you got, you got the human resource network. So let, let's go into the other stuff and let's I kind of, you know, explain a little bit about what each one does and also like what inspired you to create all these. Sure. So, um, you know, I mentioned earlier that I started out as a virtual assistant and up until almost seven years ago, I still had that business. Um, however, I, the last company I decided to partner up with and help them with um, VA stuff, they actually saw that I was really good at organization. Like I mentioned, one of my gifts that have been given to me. And they asked me if I would like to become a project and operations manager. So I basically got rid of my VA business and now that's what I do and I help them. So when you are creating the streams of income, know that at some point they might change and evolve. So again, it's remembering to stay, you know, true to yourself and the things you like doing, but also remembering pivoting is very important. Um, so now I do that on a very part-time basis. I do maybe 25, 30 hours a week at any given time. Um, and hopefully it will actually go down as my goal. I would like to get to maybe like 10 hours a week for that and just strict management. Gotcha. Um, but I also do some graphic design for them. And so that's another stream of income that I have. 
I do graphic design. So I design flyers, I design coursework material for virtual and in-person, um, in-person trainings, classes, whatever. Um, I design podcast logos, just anything that makes sense in my realm of knowledge. So when you are creating your virtual, I mean, your, your streams of income, remember to layer them in. You know what I mean? Like right. take one thing that you know you have skills in and see how you can add it to other parts of other businesses that you do so that you're optimizing it and you're getting the most out of your time and energy. Kind of like spidering it out into, I, I get it. Yeah. You're just kind of, you know, putting it into, I, I get it. I totally understand. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, a few of the other ones I have, I actually wrote them all down because I plan on doing a Facebook Live about this as well. <laughs> um, so the other one that I do, like I mentioned before, is I help people set up their active campaigns. And so this is playing off of my knowledge from setting up mailing lists in the corporate world, right? Um, and now I've just advanced to a higher level of what that means. Um, and again, uh, active campaign is a CRM. So basically it's a place where you manage your clients and your interactions with them via mailing lists, but it also goes to an even deeper level where this active campaign connects to your website and can see every person's activity. So say someone left something in an open cart, like they went to purchase something, but it never happened. It will actually send them a reminder and it will say, Hey, I saw you left something here. Would you still like to get it? Or if they have like a blog that they saw them reading, it could be like, oh, I recommend these other blogs for you. So it's really about making it a more personal experience for the person on your site or in your business. That's pretty interesting. Thanks. <laughs> it's a wonderful program. Like if you're in MailChimp and you're ready to take that next leap, uh, hands down, uh, Active Campaign is where yeah. you should go. Like 100%. Like and that. then let me know if you need help. <laughs> um, so I also mentioned, you know, I do the graphic design. Um, I also design and write articles in a magazine for a gentleman named Robert Garcia. He has a magazine for entrepreneurs called Shift Magazine. And so we do that on a quarterly basis. Um, I'm also a part of a, another partnership. And that's something else I want to stress really quick here is when you're creating these extra streams of income, focus on bonds you can make with other people and partnerships, because that way you're not having to always go out and find clients per se, but they are being given and delivered to you ready to buy and ready to have your services. Right. So, um, you know, definitely work with others, especially others who are even higher up than you. Like, don't be afraid of them. Um, mentorship is absolutely amazing. And I wouldn't be where I am, honestly, without Robert Garcia. Um, and we can get into that in a little bit. But mm -hmm. um, so I help him with his magazine. And then I'm also part of Legacy Brand Leaders. And that's a program that helps people who have started a business online, but they're trying to figure out like how all the components work together so that they're optimizing all of their time, energy, and effort. So if you have a web page or a website, it's like, what do you do in that realm? If you are on social media, how are you building those relationships? Um, what is branding and how does that tie into your business? Um, what is PR? You know, that's my, my aspect inside the programs. I help people with PR. So it's all of our knowledge and helping each other, and helping our clients together. So we're giving like such a better experience and a more rounded experience for people. So it's pretty amazing. Um, the other things that I do is, um, I mentioned the Bujos, that's another one. And I also recently started selling my art and that's just a hobby. And again, that's something that's natural, God given to me, um, which is amazing. I never thought about selling it, but you know, it's really funny, I asked, um, you know, I have like, I call them spirit guides right. and I do a lot of meditation and, you know, I asked them, I was like, you know, what is it I'm supposed to be doing right now? Like, please give me a sign. Like I, I feel lost. I need to figure out where my passion is. And like, I've always loved art, but I never thought about selling it. And then no joke in one week, I had four or five different people come into my home that I'd never been in my home before and saw my paintings and asked if that's how I made my income. Wow. And so I took that as a sign. I was like, I'm supposed to be selling this because everyone thinks I'm already doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, that's pretty much how that started. And, um, and then the last one that I'm getting ready to, well, last two I'm getting ready to do is 
for people right now who are affected by not having work and are lost and they don't know what to do and they don't know how to get started, um, one of my entrepreneur friends and I have created a partnership and we're launching a program where we teach you the bare basic minimums on what you need to get up and going if you have a business idea. So this means like setting up your website, like I mentioned earlier, like Weebly, uh, it covers um, using a sauna that's a free service uh, as a CRM until you can afford something like Active Campaign. And it also shows, we go into like using MailChimp that's also free. So we're, we're setting you up with a bunch of free resources and showing you how to use them to start enrolling like your very first clients. So it's very, very low on the totem pole, but we're there to guide these people. And then the very, very last one is um, I'm getting ready to learn how to become a teacher and go to other countries and teach individuals there, usually kids, um, English. And so my intention behind that is I want to travel and I think it would be easier getting a traveling visa by being able to offer something like that in other countries. Yeah, that's, you know, see, that's awesome. And, and again, like you said before, all these things are, you know, what you normally would do. These are things that you already know. And then, you know, the last part, you're learning something different. It's just building that, you know, that whatever it is in there and, and kind of, you know, building it out, you know, just to, to get you out there and, and, and so you can be a teacher and, and travel the world. I mean, the, it's a, it's a beautiful world. It's a beautiful okay. world. I've been out there. So it's, it's a very beautiful world. That's, that's, that's really awesome, man. And so what would you tell somebody who is, like I said, let's say someone who they in, in this position right now, they have been doing this job for X amount of years and they just don't know where to start. And, and they're so scared because this is, like, again, this is the new normal. What do you, what's the advice that you give them? I mean, and, and we've got talked about a bunch of stuff and, and basically how to build that foundation, but you got to motivate people. So what do you, what is it that you're going to tell them that's going to be motivational to them to say, okay, let's do it. Yeah. So I would say, um, you know, I've always been a person who you just be open and honest straight from the get go. So Facebook is incredible because of the types of social groups that you can find on there. And what I would suggest is if you have an idea and you're not really sure if it's something anyone can use or if it's something that really should be started is go to an entrepreneurial based Facebook group, join it and tell them what you're doing. Tell them, you know, I'm trying to start this business. I don't know what I'm doing. Be honest and say like, this is what I'm considering. You know, you guys are seasoned and experienced. What would you say? And I'm not saying listen to everything that everyone says, but listen to the things that resonate. You you know everything inside of you already, and the things will resonate that you're supposed to be doing and hearing and experiencing. So first is making sure that you have an audience that needs what you want to provide. Um, because if you if you don't have anyone, then there's no reason to create the business. Does that make sense? Absolutely, uh, and and that's something I want to touch on because not everybody can translate those skills into something that's online now, you know, and that, that creates a lot of fear and that's, and, and that's understandable. You know, you're going to, that fear is like, okay, now I got to learn something completely new. You know, I may have had this, but they may not, you know, it may not equate to sales, you know, to, to get, bring an income. So what do you do? Like what, what would a person do to go ahead and like, you know, say, Hey, I'm not very good at this particular thing, but you know, you know, what do I, where do I go from here? Where, what's a good place to kind of turn to, to kind of get some ideas, to build up that, I, those, I, that wheelhouse basically to start something new. Sure. So, you know, when I first started HNC, um, Robert Garcia had seen some graphic design work I did, you know, when we first met five years ago or six years ago, when I was still doing virtual assistant work. And he asked me if I had ever heard of a one pager or a speaker sheet or a media sheet. They're all the same thing. And I told him, no, I had no idea what that was. And so he asked me if I would take one on and design it. He just wanted to see what I was capable of. And so where I'm going with that is 
find someone who is doing something either similar to what you're doing or exactly what you're doing and reach out to them. See what they've done. See how they went about it. It's okay to, to ask people for help and to see how others are doing it because when you start seeing how others are doing it, you're going to realize how maybe you could do it with a twist or something that is better or something that's not being currently offered. So, you know, for example, for getting interviewed on podcasts and having a directory. There's tons of those websites out there. Like this is not a new idea that I've created, but what is different and sets me apart is the fact that I do all virtual media. It's not just podcasts. It's not just digital magazines. It's everything that's virtual in the media. So it's really asking for help and seeing what can set you apart. And those two things are going you know, to really get you started. And like I said, just don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, most people don't know what they're doing when they first started. I didn't know what I was doing when I was a virtual assistant and I got lost and confused and I almost quit numerous times until I started asking for support in these groups and people are going to help you more often than not. Yeah. And, and that, and that's true. That is true. I mean, if you don't ask, you know, it, I mean, it says it in scripture, you know, asking you shall receive, you know, knock and it shall be open for you. So, you know, that's absolutely a hundred percent true, especially in faith and just anything that you do that you have to be able to say yes. You know, one of the guys that I follow, he's a former fighter pilot, CW Lemoyne. He's actually an author and he tells you, he said, Hey, make them tell you no, and then just keep going, you know, just keep going through, especially if this is something that, is in your heart that God placed inside you. Nobody's going to tell you no. That They may tell you no, but it doesn't matter. The door's going to open for you. You just got to do your part to get it out there and start, start doing that stuff. So, I mean, and, th and this is all great advice. This is so, and it's so key. And, and where do you think, I, I want your opinion on this. Where do you think we're going to be at in the next 30 days? Because I'm pretty <laughs> sure a lot of people are just like, hey, man, you know, so uh, this thing's supposed to, especially here in the States, hey, we're supposed to be April 30th. We're going to be, you know, it's going to party like it's 1999 here. You know what I mean? So, you know, but uh, <laughs> how, how do we, where do you see it? Where do you see it happening? What do you see? Yeah, um, you know, I'm a really... Mm. I like to say I'm a very realistic person. Mm -hmm. So when something like this happens, I am always going to plan for the worst and hope for the best. Mm -hmm. And how that affects the next 30 days is, yeah, we hope it's done, right? It's probably not going to be done. Right. So there's, I would say probably three major components here. One, the people who haven't started making an extra stream of income or haven't started a business or are waiting or are fearful, mm -hmm. stop it. Stop. Like just jump in that mm -hmm. you don't have time to keep waiting and keep thinking because this might not get better. I hope it does. And I'm not trying to put fear in people, but you do have to really, you have to prepare. That's just plain and simple. The next component here is people have basically stopped spending. Um, I haven't. I'm in a very good position. Like I said, you know, 10 years ago when we had the last economic crisis, I told myself I was never going to be in that position again. And therefore, since then, I have built all of these different streams of income. And I am so blessed that, you know, four of them were brand new this year and have already had success. You know, I'm just kidding. I'm so grateful for it, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's the thing is entrepreneurs, as crazy as this might sound, but I'm about to say, I really genuinely believe is true. We can create an entrepreneurial like economy and we can save at least the US. I can't say we can save the whole world, but think about it. We have entrepreneurs all over the world. Why can't we save the world? And why can't we show people that this is the new way? And not only is it, you know, a new way, but it's it's almost it's so amazing in a way because now people have even more freedom to do what they love, what they're passionate about. They don't have to go to the 95. They don't have to work for 25 years for a company just for a pension. We could be doing things we truly love. And like that right there is mind blowing. We've never had that kind of opportunity before. You know, in the past, it's always been like hamster wheels, right? Yeah. Go to school, go to college, get married, spend your life in a job you may like or you may hate. It doesn't matter. Retire, die. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to yeah. say it, but like that was kind of it. And now, you know, it doesn't have to be like that. For people like me who have a million different interests, 
you know, my family used to tell me I was flaky and I couldn't decide on anything for a career. And I was like, no, that's not what it's about. I have so many interests and I want to do it all. So I'm going to, right. you know, so it's just like, go with it. Like now is the time. And as I was getting back to like the um, entrepreneur economy, we're still buying from each other. I still am getting new clients on a daily basis. Thank you for signing up. You know, we have to support each other. Awesome. And more than that, we have to be true leaders, not bosses, but leaders and show people how to start their businesses, give them the opportunity that maybe we never had when we started. This is a whole new time. This is a whole new ball game. And I really think great things are going to happen. I'm not scared. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. And, um, you know, one of the things that Faithfully Led is about that, that I, the reason why I created Faithfully Led was because of my experience in leadership, you know, and, you know, as John Maxwell coach and military, all that stuff as his father, you know, leadership, you know, being a leader is it's, it's like a two pronged thing. You have to as you're there and you're leading from the front, what you want to do is as how I've seen it and, and I've successful for me is that the people that you're most strong, you want to, you know, embrace everyone's attributes, but you also want to highlight them and you want to expand on them. So if somebody's weak in something, you know, you want to make sure that that's highlighted and say, Hey, this is what you really need to work on. Whereas somebody who's really strong, you're going to sit there and say, Hey, this is what you're really weak on. And this is what you need to work on. You know what I mean? So, you know, you got to kind of have that balance, you know what I mean? And, and make sure whatever is there is at, at the forefront. So if they're, if they're, if their weaknesses are, over the, their strengths, then yeah, you got to put that up there. And it's that way they can even that out because without that balance there, you're never going to have, and that's what really true leadership is about. It's not about, you know, Hey, you know, taking someone out there and, and everything's winning. No, you're going to have some losses, but you got to look mm -hmm. to keep going. So, you know, one of the things that I really want to ask you is this. So as an entrepreneur, one of the things, and this is some of the things that I struggled with also, especially being in faith is that, how much do you charge people and what do you expect from your services? Cause listen, it is even in the Bible, you know, you get, you know, what you earn is, is what you are. You know what I mean? You're going to put that out there and, and you should absolutely charge for what you feel that you're worth. If you're going to be putting hundreds of hours into a course that you're building and developing, then, you know, cause some people they're like, wow, I got this guy wants $997 for this course and this, that, but you don't really see everything that went into that and what it costs to, you know, put that stuff together. And they may not even starting out as a, at a loss, you know, some of that stuff that they put up there is absolutely true. Some of the, you know, they, they add in the bonuses and saying, Hey, this is worth this and that. So, but for someone who's never done this before, that's a very, very bone jarring thing. Cause they're sitting there, Hey, they may be developing something. They may be selling something online and then they may be overcharging. They're like wondering why people don't want to, buy it and then they feel defeated because they're saying hey i put my heart and soul into this this is what i want to do but i think it's worth this but not everybody does you know so where how does somebody learn how to balance that sure um do you mind if i touch on something you said before this absolutely go for it absolutely Cool. <laughs> so um, you had mentioned that we also need to be honest with people's weaknesses so that they become stronger. Right. Sure. Um, and I can testify to that because, um, you know, I'm going to drop his name a lot here because he's my mentor is Robert Garcia. Mm -hmm. You know, he told me, he's like, Abby, you're in PR. You never do Facebook lives. No one sees you. You don't even post photos of yourself. Like what is going on? And that's an like we all have our weaknesses and we all have things we struggle with. And for me, it's like, well, I don't like cameras. I don't like being on it. I don't have time to take a freaking selfie. Why would I take a selfie? <laughs> yeah. and I feel you. I'm there with you. I'm there yeah. with you. Yeah. And, and it's very hard to do. But what I can say is like, since I truly listened to him and I started doing more things like Facebook lives and I've started doing training and I've started actually doing interviews because believe it or not, I've had this business for two years and I've maybe done only three interviews. I could have a million interviews every day if I wanted because of how many people I'm in contact with, but I was scared of it. And the, you know, I, I don't really know why, but I just was. And what I can say is it gets easier. So if anything is fearful in your life, that again is, it's trying to tell you something. It's like, you need to work on this, whatever it is, work on it. And since I have, I mean, it's exploded. My business has only gotten better and bigger. And yeah, so it's just like, listen to what people are saying to you. They're not trying to put you down or make you feel bad. 
they're showing you how to be stronger. And you gotta, you gotta flip that switch in your head for perspective. And if anyone is having a hard time learning how to change meanings of words and experiences, a really great person to follow is Kieran Ray, and it's a K-E-W-R-I-N-R-A-E. He is like a genius at rewording things and like flipping the script in your brain. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to look him up. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, for example, he's uh, he has ADD or ADHD, one of those. And he says, it's not that I can't focus. It's just, I don't care about most things. So I need to focus my intention on things I really care about because right. then you can't stop me. Right. You know, so you have to just redefine a lot of things to you. And I think that's something else about when you're becoming an entrepreneur, you have to learn how to redefine yourself. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's, a good, that's a good way of putting it because, you know, a lot of veterans like myself, when we got out, we had to redefine who we were because we were, we were put on the uniform. That's who we were. That's who we, we did. That was our purpose, you know, and then once we no longer had that, we we're like this exposed nerve. And so now we're like, now what? what do we do? So we had to redefine ourselves. So and as entrepreneurs, that is, that is absolutely key. That is huge. You have to redefine yourself. And it's, you know, and to kind of quote Mike Tyson here, you know, cause you said this earlier and, the, and, and I remembered it, you know, you have to have that pivot point. You have to pivot. You have to be able to quit. Cause you know, Mike Tyson said, you know, Hey, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. And then, you know, and then the whole plan goes, goes sideways, you know, and, and it's the truth. So, you know, you can plan on something, but you always have to be able to adapt to the changing situation and be fluid in the different situations that you, 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 you encounter every day. You know, every day is going to be something different. Every day is going to be a new set of hours for success. It's up to you, but you have to be able to, you know, be fluid in that. So, you know, with that, but again, let's get back to like, you know, how, what would you do to, to tell someone, what would you tell someone who's trying to start a service, you know, and they don't know how much to charge someone or what they would do to charge someone? Sure. So there's a lot of components to this, actually. We could probably have a whole interview just on this because <laughs> um, there really are so many components. So, you know, for example, when I started the virtual assistant business, I just took what I was making in corporate America and made that my new payment, right? I was like, this makes sense. That's what I was being, that's what I was told I was worth, right? So I kept doing it. And what's so great about being an entrepreneur is no one is telling you your worth anymore. You get to tell yourself your worth. You get to create your worth. Right. And so with that said, I would actually steer away from doing hourly anything. Nothing should be hourly anymore. That's a corporate America thing or a corporate thing, you know, not just America, it's probably worldwide, right? Um, get more into what is the value that you're bringing people? How much time and energy are you saving others by your services? Um, because the one thing we can never get back is time, right? Never. It's gone. Yep. And so when you're thinking about that, keep that in mind. Now, I do pricing differently than a lot of people because as much as I wish I, I could probably charge 5k for a lot of different things that I could do. Right. right. But realistically, I need to think about like my audience, what can my audience actually afford usually. Right. And that was the thing I realized, like when I first started, um, I, I couldn't afford anything. I wasn't making the income as an entrepreneur at first, right? So like, how could I possibly afford to hire or do anything else? So that is something I wanted to keep at the forefront of my business is a free option that no matter what, you can get some kind of value. And that's what I stress for other people is always give something free. And I mean real value. I don't mean download a checklist and be like, okay, okay, I guess I have three out of five and I got to go work on these other two parts. I mean true value. And so, for example, in my business, people can join my directory for free. They can list their profile and the paid members have access to that and they can talk to them. They can invite them on their shows. They can, um, if they're the guest expert, they can go apply and be on that person's show. But that person is going to get something out of being free. And that's the thing is you want to give your audience value before you ever ask for money. Because that's how you start building your trust. That's how you start building the like, know, and trust factor. It's a series and you have to do all of those. So first off is have a really good freebie. And if possible, make it a freebie that feeds into your system. 
So mine helps my directory grow. Like it just makes logical sense to have everyone join for free. So I know that doesn't apply for everyone's business model, but you can offer something that is going to be immense value no matter what you do. You just have to think about it. And if you can't figure it out, ask for help. Always ask. Don't be afraid. Um, And then as far as determining your rates. So like I said, you know, I wanted my rates to be affordable for anybody. So my bottom tier is $10 a month. I'm not trying to get rich off of this, right? I am trying to help people. But remember, eventually, there's going to be a lot of paying members paying $10 a month. That's residual monthly income. That can add up pretty quick. And you have to remember these things. So it's not about getting necessarily maybe the bigger money up front. And I'm not putting anyone down who does that. Um, I work with plenty of entrepreneurs that charge thousands of dollars. And that's just their method. But everyone has a different method. And you need to do what feels right for you. Um, and also don't be afraid to up your rates. For example, I have a VIP service that I charge 197 for, and you get pitched, um, to 20 different, uh, media sources a month. And I realized that's not a good price. Like it needs to be much higher because I'm offering so much value. I'm saving immense amount of time for people. And it is hard to understand what you're comfortable charging and what you feel like you are worth. And so, you know, I've had to really work on my own money mindset. And prior to the coronavirus happening, I had actually planned on upping that to $5.97 a month because that's accurate. I can pay my assistant nice with that. And it covers all of the hours that she's doing. And it covers my time as well and my energy. So, you know, don't be afraid to up your prices when you realize that you need to, you know what I mean? Like it, sometimes you might be lowballing and you don't realize it, or sometimes maybe it's too high of a price and you need to go back down because you're not getting clients. Um, whatever direction you need to go, do it. Because what's going to happen is you will get those clients, you will get those testimonials, and then those testimonials are going to bring new clients. And then you can afford to up your rates. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah. again, it's, it's always pivoting. It's crazy, but it really is. It's continuous movement. Yeah, I mean that's you're great. Make a great point again. You have to charge what you you know what you can bring to what you bring into the table. You know, and if you know you're bringing a lot of worth, like you know, like your VIP service, absolutely. I mean, that's it's a a key element. So you know, that's that's a great thing to do. So, man, so much information. So this is this has been so much fun. So before we cut, before we 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 uh end the show. Why don't you go ahead and tell somebody what you, what's the best piece of advice right now for someone besides just jumping in, taking that leap of faith? Because I mean, I remember somebody telling me that entrepreneurs are the people who are the skydivers that jump out of the plane to build the plane on the way to the ground and will start flying right before they hit the ground. So, you know, which is a pretty good analogy, <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, it's, it's pretty good. So what would you, what, what piece of advice would you give everyone who's just, they just need to do it? Yeah. Um, well, you know, I talk a lot from personal experience because, you know, I think we're given experience to share with others so that we can help others who feel the same way that we do. And I would say like the biggest walk or biggest takeaway I can give you is make sure you're filling up your own cup. Uh, entrepreneurs can grind and hustle and grind and grind until you're literally into dust. Like you will just stop, you know, like you, well, it's intense. Sometimes I even message you. I was like, we got to reschedule this. I'm tired. (laughs) We were supposed to do this yesterday. You're you're, you're so right. You know, you got to fill your own cup, but go ahead, go ahead. Continue. So filling your own cup, it literally means like do something just for you not something for your family, not something for your kids, not something for your significant other. However, if that is how you fill your cup, if you are a giver and that helps you, then that makes sense. But think about the types of ways. So like for me yesterday, I just took a completely off day. Like I wasn't on the internet at all. My laptop stayed closed. All I did was color like a child. I had bad food. I had ice cream and cookies and I just chilled. Like I just took an escape day. You know what I mean? Right, right. So you have to take yourself back and you have to give yourself that time because compounded again, if you're burning and burning and burning, you're not going to perform as well as you want to. So 
you know, just make sure you're refilling your cup, do meditation. If that's your thing, do prayer. If that's your thing, get a golden, like I have a golden box where I have, I have a lot of anxiety and stress and worry. And so I write down what's bothering me that day and I toss it in the gold bucket and then I let it go and I let the universe take care of it or God take care of it. And no joke, everything I put in that gold bucket has been solved. So it's just whatever way you need to decompress, do it. You are worth it. And you have to remember that. Amen. I, I, man, that's fill your cup. Absolutely. I, 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 I totally agree. You know, there, there's times when I get so stressed out and I get that high anxiety. And, and I, I think again, from experience from when I was seriously, like, you know, when all the negative stuff, negative stuff that was happening to me two years ago, I, you know, I just got into deep prayer and just kind of filled my cup up because I had nothing. And if you got nothing to give, there's nothing of value there. Nobody's going to be attracted to that. And no one's going to come to seek you for your services and your help and to help you build yourself up and also to, you know, to create this huge entrepreneurial wave that is going to be hitting the world here in the roaring 20s. And, and <laughs> I, I really, truly do believe that. But, you know, Abigail, thank you so much. And guys, let me tell you something. I am a part of this Human Resources Network. I'm telling you right now, this is something that you guys have to get on. All the links are going to be on here on the show notes. So any which way you want to get, get a hold of Abigail, she's more than happy to help you out. She's a wonderful person. Follow her on Facebook. I mean, she's, it, this is just immense. So, you know, and we're going to do this again, Ab. We're going to do this again, Abby. We're going to, as a matter of fact, we're going to take this live, okay? Next time, we're going to have to take this live because this... This is gold right here. I'm telling you, we're going to have to go. We're going to have to do this again. So I had so much fun. Thank you so much, Abby, for coming on. I really appreciate you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Sean. Honestly, like, this is amazing. Like, with social distancing right now, actually, these interviews and watching other people's Facebook lives and their interviews has saved me. You know, isolation is real. That's another problem with entrepreneurs is, you know, we have to find ways to, like, fix all these kind of new but old problems in our lives right. <laughs> and yeah. so you know this has been so fulfilling to me it helps fill my cup when I do these because I get energized and revitalized and new ideas come into my head like new downloads and you know it's amazing so thank you so much for having me on here and uh, I would definitely love to continue being on some more of these shows and definitely doing something live because I would love to answer people's questions like right on the spot that would be yeah, awesome absolutely we're definitely going to make this happen we're going to make it happen soon so you know yeah. thank you so much abby god bless you thank you so much and guys remember follow abby you gotta she's an outstanding person she's going to help you become that entrepreneur that you want to become and uh you know like i said always guys remember be blessed but most importantly especially today be that blessing until next time guys god bless I'm not going to do that.